This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, welcome to episode number 44 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. What is happening? What is going on, people? I appreciate everybody tuning in from Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, from everywhere, man. We appreciate all the support. Today, we're going to have a filled plate, man, because sports is back. This is, like I always say, every year, I have to say it. Between August until next year, June is the favorite part of the year for me. Because all the professional sports are back and we're going to be filled to talk about different sports topics. But today... We just want to focus on the uh, Premier League, the weekend. We're going to recap that. We're also going to talk about the new lease NBA schedule that was released. Man, there's some marquee matchups on that list that we really, really, really need to talk about. And of course, NFL season's right around the corner as well. And we need to talk about a particular team that is running the headlines recently. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. These men are in contract disputes. How is that going to affect the team moving forward? And what does the NFL market have to do with all this? So before we get into all that, once again, guys, thank you for coming in, for tuning in, for supporting. And also, guys, I also want to give you some information about our store. Lately, we've been making some modifications to that. And we're going to be up and running again where you can make your purchase of your merchandise especially the t-shirts i know a lot of you have bought t-shirts and you send me pictures i'm going to post those on social media for you so uh, everybody can see them and uh support that also we're going to be able to uh release some coupons some of some of you will be winning some coupons so you can get that discount to get yourself a t-shirt and also at the end of the podcast i will be giving you a call to action so you can also win a mug some stickers and an exclusive t-shirt so with no further ado, man, let's just get right into it with what are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? <laughs> bro, what are you talking about, man? So I want to start off the, this segment by talking about the real football. Football, the one we actually use with our foot. Man, every time I get a chance to throw some shade at, you know, what we in America call football, I'm, I was going to throw shade at that. <laughs> but now that we get that joke out the way, no, really, let's just focus on the Premier League this past weekend. The first weekend is in the books for the Premier League. A couple of teams that were uh, that was scheduled that we, you know, we saw the games and they played out pretty much like we expected. You know, the first game of the, of the season started off with Liverpool taking on Norwich City and I have a statistic for everybody to pay attention to that's something that maybe down the line you might come back to it and say hmm that might play a role into it Liverpool the last time they played Norwich City at home was 1976 1977 season they won that game I don't specifically remember the score but all I know is they won that home game and end up winning the Premier League ahead of man city that same season so is that a repeat of history because liverpool beat norway city 4-1 and you know i watched the football game i don't know if the rest of you did watch it but uh liverpool pretty much left off 
from what they did last year. If you guys didn't know, Liverpool won the UEFA Champions League, the biggest award you can win in Europe for a club. So they won that. They look like a well-tuned machine. You know, not everybody, you know, everybody, not not everybody's in shape right now. But uh, Liverpool looked like a team in mid-season form. And uh, I didn't expect any different. Actually, I thought the game was going to end legitimately like 9-0. But that's how dynamic Liverpool was that that game. And uh, they, they showed their class. Norwich City, you know, just they just got promoted from the from the uh, the B League, you can say, up to the top flight, like they call it in England. And uh, Liverpool pretty much destroyed them. Uh, some statistics, you know, just to recap that game. Uh, Mo Salah had a brace. Uh, Firmino also scored. Uh, they dominated the left side of the field. They had possession in the left side of the field for 48% of the game. Man, some teams don't even hold the ball for 48%, but Liverpool dominated the left side of the field. You know something I always mention, those of you who follow me religiously on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know that sometimes uh, I tend to post this thing to remind people that, yes, statistics are important, but they don't always tell the whole story. But you must be able to read a statistic and tell what a team was doing in that particular game. And uh, Liverpool, in this case, they dominated that left side and all three of their off, three of their four goals rather came from the left side of the field. Which uh, they they initiated most of the plays from midfield. They, they went over to the left side. They used uh, Sadio Mane dribble past some defenders, got it to Sadio um, to to, uh, to Mo Salah or Firmino, and they created many chances that way. And that statistic pretty much summed up that entire game for Liverpool. If we move on to Arsenal, they also played. That's another team that a lot of people do have as a sleeper team to make it in the top four. To qualify for the UEFA for the UEFA Champions League next year, but overall, a lot of people have them in the top four, and I do have them as well in the top four. I'm not an Arsenal fan. I have a lot of friends that are Arsenal fans, and uh, since uh, Umi, yeah, Umi, I always call him Umi <laughs> because I can never pronounce the coach's name. Whatever the coach's name, the coach for Arsenal, uh, he has a game plan. Came from PSG, and he wanted to implement this plan. Uh, with his strikers and especially his midfielders and able to dominate uh, in the top flight in the Premier League. And Arsenal won their, their game 1-0 thanks to a score from uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang who came over from uh, from Borussia Dortmund. And I have a statistic here that I also need to share with everybody so they can take into account how great Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is if you haven't been paying attention to the Premier League. Uh, in the first 50 games in Arsenal's history, they haven't been a better start than Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Like I said, he scored the goal this past weekend to win Arsenal the game to give him three points on the table. In the first 50 games, 33 goals, nine assists, and he won the Golden Boot. That's what Pierre Emerick Aubameyang has been doing his first 50 games for Arsenal. Thierry Henry didn't have a better start. Dennis Bergkamp didn't have a better start. And multiple other great Hall of Fame and you know elite strikers that passed through. Uh, Arsenal, they haven't had a better start than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And that's pretty much summarizes that game for Arsenal. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a very exciting game. You know, I, ca I caught the second half of that game and it wasn't really all that great. But but the box score really reflected, you know, Liverpool really dominated the... the not Liverpool, sorry. Arsenal rather dominated the, uh, the second half of that game and they came away with their score in a much rainy conditions. And of course... There was a few other games over this past weekend, and it's a marquee game everybody was looking forward to. It was Man United 
versus Chelsea. It was a very sloppy game from the beginning. Chelsea, a team uh, that they just lost their superstar, Aiden Hazard. Uh, Nongolo Conte, was, uh, he was kind of nicked up the entire summer. He didn't really start this game. Uh, Solskjaer, manager for Man United, he wanted to focus more on youth. He started Paul Pogba, obviously. You know, Anthony Marshall. And you have Marcus Rashford. All these men played in the World Cup for the English team. And Papa played for France. Obviously, everybody that everybody knows that. But uh, Man United, they have high hope for this season. I mean, new management. Jose Mourinho is not there anymore. Everybody thought that, at least I thought, in my opinion, Jose Mourinho was really holding him back. Because he has this tendency to want to play defensively and really park the bus. Some people might disagree. I don't really care. Uh... His style of play didn't really fit the players that were on that team. And they weren't doing all that great. So, uh, in the beginning, at the beginning of this season, I expect very differently from Man United. And they show me different. Chelsea is going to have a long, long, long season. By the way, they let David Luiz go to Arsenal. Which uh, made their defense suffer. Especially in that first game. Because they brought in Kurt Zuma and what he did. He, got a, he, he tackled... A man in the box got them a penalty. He lost four balls in the back line and he almost cost himself a red card. It was not the amazing start for the defensive line back in Chelsea <laughs> playing at Old, Straf- and Old, um, Old Stratford. But man, my goodness, Man United, Man United dominated Chelsea that game. I know I'm rambling over this and giving you the big picture so you can understand. Some of you, some of you are quite intrigued as to know why this game was so important just look at the names man man united and chelsea but the one thing that was really impressive about this entire game and that this number really explains what went on in this game if you want to know the final box score man united four arsenal's i mean i'm speaking i'm confusing these names today man united four chelsea zero that's the first time Chelsea lost to Man United by more than three goals and didn't score. But the most impressive statistic of that game, Manchester United, when they score first at home, since 1999, they have won 132 games running. Let me repeat that. Since 1999, when Man United scores first at home, I need to emphasize, at home, they have won 132 games in a row. That's what went on this weekend in the Premier League. And that to me is one of the most impressive statistics I have ever seen. So I want to transition into the other football. If you've been paying attention this past summer, you know our teams come up, they need to sign their players. Uh, quarterbacks, running backs, you know, all the marquee players that need to go into training camp all in shape and not worry about their money. But in Dallas, two of their main players, their franchise players, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, they are in salary. They are in contract. I want to call it disputes. More Ezekiel Elliott. And the question that has been risen, the question and the thoughts that have been circulating this past weekend is Dak, Dak Prescott, what the money he's asking. If you're wondering how much money he's asking for, there have been reports out today, today of this recording, August 12, 2019 on a Monday, that Dak Prescott declined a $30 million contract. 
he declined a $30 million contract. But before I continue into that part, okay? Before I continue into that, the other question we need to ask ourselves, is Dak Prescott really worth $30 million as a quarterback? Should the Dallas Cowboys even be paying Dak Prescott first or should it be paying Ezekiel Elliott? I we, we need to go over the numbers in order for us to understand why these questions are very relevant. Okay, in my personal opinion, we need to pay. And when I mean we, I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, we as the media, we as the people who evaluate these type of things. A lot of people say they need to pay Dak Prescott. A lot of people say they need to pay Ezekiel Elliott. For me, the math is not that hard. It's pretty simple to me. You got to pay Ezekiel Elliott first. Just pay the man his money. And I, I'll just go over the numbers and it'll be pretty obvious why you need to pay Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's been in the league now, going on his fourth year, okay? He's led the league in rushing three seasons, two seasons running. Last season in, in 2000, 2017, 2018, he led the league in rushing. And his rookie season, he led the league in rushing, okay? Ezekiel Elliott is averaging 108.7 yards Per game, he has the most attempts. He has the most attempts. He has the most yards from scrimmage, and he has the the most yards after tackle and most yards after hit. He has mo- the the most longest runs in the NFL. And like I said, he run he's won the rushing title three out of four years he's been in the NFL. So how is it that? We are not paying Ezekiel Elliott whatever the heck he's asking for. Yes, I hear people talking about, oh, well, running back shouldn't be making a lot of money because the quarterback is the most important uh, position in the NFL, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But what happened to the to the saying that you pay the best player in the team? Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott is not the best player on the team, and he's also not the most important player on the team. That's Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, Ezekiel, you should stay in Cabo till they pay you your money. That's where I stand. The math is not that hard, man. Somebody that's averaging 108 yards a game? He's the engine for the Dallas Cowboys. Why is he not getting paid his money? I know why he's not getting paid the money right now. And he's going to stay in Cabo and he's going to hold out. Rightfully so till he make his money. Because like I said, he is the most important player and he knows that too. And everybody around the NFL knows the same thing. 55 executives. 55 executives, they ask around the league and those who are retired who but are still involved in the NFL. They were asking, where does Dak Prescott rank among quarterbacks in the NFL? He barely made it into the tier three of NFL quarterbacks. Tier three of the NFL quarterbacks. And this man declined a $30 million contract. Now you might wonder, why is this important for us to talk about? All right, let's just go over Dak Prescott's numbers for the 2018 season. He had a 96.9 quarterback rating, which was amazing. It was good. It was a great QB rating. 67.7% completion percentage, 3,885 yards. He had 22 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. Okay, that's so-so. That's great. I mean, you, Drew Brees completed about 74% of his passes last year, close to 80% of his passes. But that was an like an almost an NFL record. So, or is an NFL record rather. So that's how great Drew Brees has played. Drew Brees is 10 times better than Dak Prescott. And he's not even making $30 million a year. So let's just put that out there. That's one. Two, any quarterback, if you just close your eyes and you say, hey, this quarterback had 22 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. You're going to say, well, you know, he had a decent season. Aaron Rodgers had 
maybe like one of his quote unquote worst seasons last year. Aaron Rodgers had 25 touchdowns and two interceptions. And everyone was like, oh my goodness, Aaron Rodgers had a terrible season. Okay. That's that is what Prescott is up against when he's negotiating against his contract. Now, this is something I need to mention that a lot of people do not pay attention to, who do not care to know. But you need to know this in order for me to make my point and make this argument relevant and to why I say Dak Prescott does not deserve this 30 million. The market value states or any job that you work for that matter, you want to make around what your contemporaries make, right? What the market value is. You should you should make around what it is. But then a lot of us don't think about, okay, the market value is whatever the number is, for instance, based on what? Education, based on, you don't know, your knowledge, your experience, et cetera, et cetera. Dak Prescott's only been in the league, what, five years, four years? The Dallas Cowboys happened to stumble upon him. One, Dak doesn't have a great arm because Dallas Cowboys don't even throw down the field. Matter of fact, why would you need to throw down the field if you have a running back like Ezekiel Elliott? He's averaging f almost five yards a carry. You run the ball three times, you get a first down. So why do you need to throw down the field? That's one simple argument to make against Dak Prescott. We just hand it to Ezekiel and he gets us a first down. We don't need you to throw the ball. Two, I believe Dak Prescott is a game manager. Yes, I said that. Dak Prescott is a game manager. Six guys that make $30 million or more. I saw this on uh, First Things First. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually, you know, pay attention to these to these shows once in a while. Look, you know, I, I see other people's opinions and I try to compare it to mine to see, okay, are we thinking on the same line or is it different? And Nick Wright mentioned something that's quite important the matt ryan line matt ryan is making a flat 30 million this upcoming season and there's five other people that are making five other quarterbacks that are making 30 million or more this upcoming season one tom brady who just recently signed his first contract who just signed his uh his uh two-year deal all right tom brady 35 million this upcoming season tom brady has been to nine super bowls he won three mvps and won six Super Bowls. Russell Wilson making $35 million this season. Russell Wilson has been to two Super Bowls and won one. He was literally, he was literally one Marshawn Lynch, one Marshawn Lynch run away from beating Tom Brady and winning two Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger, he has been to three Super Bowls, won two of them. He's making $34 million. Aaron Rodgers, $33 million. He's won a Super Bowl. Won two MVPs. Carson Wentz, he's making $32 million. But Carson Wentz is making $32 million based on this. His draft position, what he was doing before he got injured, and what his projection is going to be in the near future. Therefore, he's getting paid $32 million. So, we can say, of the six players, and then of course we have Matt Ryan that's making $30 million. So, of the six players, we're going to put a pin in one of them, which is Carson Wentz. Because we don't necessarily know. But what he has shown when he was healthy... The season he should have won the MVP and he didn't win it. That tells you already what he's projected to be. Therefore, you think the money is justified. So we don't know yet. But Dak Prescott, the Cowboys were ranked 27th on 20-yard passes or more in the NFL. You know what that tells you? They're afraid of their quarterback throwing down the field. That's what they're afraid of. Then there's the other point of, 
Look at the Cowboys constructed. Look the way they are constructed at the moment. Dak Prescott has arguably the best offensive line in football. He has arguably this best running back in football. And he has arguably a top 10 defense in the NFL. So he has everything around him that allows him to be good. Now, let me pose a question to you listeners. If Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, any other quarterback not named Dak Prescott, let's in the in any let, let me rephrase it this way. Any quarterback that you consider to be the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, if they were in a contract situation right now and they happen to be in the Dallas Cowboys right now with what I mentioned, arguably the best running back in football, arguably the best uh um 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 line in football and arguably a top 10 defense in football do you think jerry jones would be hesitating to pay them the money if their last name was rogers breeze mahomes brady rivers no because those you know what the difference is those quarterbacks don't need all of that to be successful Matter of fact, if those quarterbacks that I just mentioned had everything that Dak Prescott has right now, they probably would have two or three Super Bowls by now. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with just having a top 10 defense in the league once in his career, and he won a Super Bowl with that. So just imagine if he had it. Tom Brady had multiple top 10 uh, defenses before. But he hasn't had a great offensive uh, he hadn't had a great offensive line in his entire career. They were good offensive line, but not all the time. They were great. Maybe once in a while. He never had a great running back. Aaron Rodgers never had a great running back. Drew Brees never had a great running back. Now he has Alvin Kamara, who happens to be an all-purpose back. Philip Rivers never had absolutely everything he needed. One year he might have a, a, a great defense, and then another year he had... What, LaDainian Tomlinson happened to be the MVP and they never made it when they went 14-2 and two in 2004, I believe? That was the season of 2002? But for the rest of his career, he didn't really have everything that Dak Prescott has right now. But yet, Dallas plays Dak Prescott like he just came out of college. Oh, we need to we need to hold him as if we need to make sure we, we limit the playbook. He, get, he can't throw down the field all the time. He can't throw these medium-short medium short passes. All we, de- all we see Dak Prescott do right now is throw medium passes, uh, all these slants, these hook outsides. He throws slants up the middle. You get your five yards, and then the receivers and the running backs have to do all the job. Or sometimes Dak has to do something with his feet. Look, to be fair, all the numbers that I mentioned, they're pretty okay. They're pretty okay for a quarterback of Dak Prescott's caliber. What I have a problem with, I'm not paying a quarterback that's throwing eight interceptions and just 22 touchdowns and completing less than 70% of his passes for most of his career, $30 million. I don't care what the market value is. Not because not because that's the market value means you are worth the market value. That's something we need to pay good attention to. Dak Prescott and he declined a $30 million contract because he wants more money? Based on what, bro? Dude, the only reason why you're this successful, we've watched you long enough. The only reason why you're this successful is because you have all these pieces around you. You know what your record is without Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, Google that. Your record is under 500 without Ezekiel Elliott. You need Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott don't need you. People are actually... St- 
stuffing the box with eight people and Zeke is still pulling off five yards a carry. When people play man-to-man or drop a zone on you, Dak Prescott, what are you doing? Huh? No, he's not worth $30 million. Look, I'm saying this. I don't want to go in any other man's pocket. Everybody think they know what their worth is. But hey, there are too many eyes in the NFL. There are too many people that are advanced at understanding salaries and measuring measuring uh, um, your potential. And Dak Prescott, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> the market might say you need to be making $30 million because you're the quarterback and what it is right now. But looking at your game, you're not worth $30 million. There's a reason why they paid Aaron Rodgers that amount of money they pay. Because he doesn't need all that much help. He just needs assistance. And he'll win your Super Bowl. You need a bunch of other things to go right for you to win something. And Dallas might be thinking, hey, if we pay you all this money, we can't pay anybody else to make our team better. So are we really, really going to do that? So that's what my opinion is about Dak Prescott. Keep it in context, Billy. Tell the whole story. We are two months away from opening night in the NBA, but that doesn't mean it's too early for us to start circling some dates on our calendars, man. The NBA, the NBA just released a schedule today. Like I said, at this recording, August 12, 2019, Monday. And man, <laughs> usually the NBA makes us wait for some of these marquee matchups, but this year they are leaving nothing, nothing, man. Man, let's go over the premier games that I want us to look at, right? Opening night alone, we're going to have the the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Los Angeles Lakers at 10.30 p.m. We all know what went on in the Lakers locker room last year, the whole tomorrow season. LeBron James getting injured, multiple players getting injured. Lakers not making the playoff. The Clippers obviously just signed Kawhi Leonard. Oh, man. Kawhi, Paul George. Um, Steve Ballmer as the owner, he's energetic. I'm in the IT world, so I know how that man can get very energetic, man. Don't let the Clippers really start winning consistently. <laughs> he's going to be a problem, man. But yeah, the, the opening night, man, we get the Clippers and the Lakers. Usually, these type of games, we'll have to wait till like Christmas or like in January, February, even sometimes March. But this time, we get the Clippers and the Lakers opening night. Then we get the the debut of Zion Williamson north of the border in Toronto. The Pelicans at the Raptors. Ah, that's going to be an amazing matchup. We all know Kawhi's not there anymore. But they still have, you know, Pascal Siakam. They still have Gasol. They still have Kyle Lowry. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. But we all know we're going to be tuning in to see what Zion Williamson is going to do. And that's really, really all we care about. Then, of course, on January 20, the Pelicans at the Grizzlies. That's another That's another uh, matchup we need to circle. That's going to be Zion Williamson versus John Morant. For the first time, that's going to be an amazing, amazing basketball game. Then, of course, the return engagements that you need to circle in your calendar. So, yeah, you can pause this right now if you need to. Uh, those of you, of course, who are listening on the radio, you can't pause it. But, of course, if you do, you can pause it and you can come back. This is the return engagements. The Clippers at the Raptors. So, Kawhi Leonard is going to return to Toronto on December 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Then we have the Nets at the Celtics. That is Kyrie Irving's return to Boston. Then the Lakers at the Pelicans. That's going to be Anthony Davis's return to uh, New Orleans. And he's going to play against the boys. Uh, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, 
Brandon Ingram. This is going to be November 27th. And then, of course, we have the Houston Rockets at the Oklahoma City Thunder. The return of Russell Westbrook, January 9th. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then we have the Mavericks at the Knicks. This will be the first time in 21 months that Kristoff Porzingis is introducing a starting lineup at Madison Square Garden. It will be the first time he's announced as a visitor, man. So, of course, we're going to be tuning into that. For the Knicks fans, that's going to be an amazing, an amazing thing to do. And, of course, we have the Bucks at the Raptors. This is going to be on Christmas Day, 2.30 p.m. Bucks at Raptors. Giannis versus, uh, what's his, Al Horford. Man, today, I don't know what's going on with me today. My brains is on slow motion. Then we have the 76ers at the Raptors. That's November 26th. At uh, 7.30 p.m. Then we have Clippers at Rockets. November 13th. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then the Lakers at the Rockets. Amazing matchup. LeBron and Anthony Davis versus James Harden. And Russell Westbrook. Lakers at Rockets. January 18th. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then we have the Rockets at the Jazz. That could potentially be a Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I said it. Could potentially be, man. Everybody discounting the Jazz. Everybody discounting the Nuggets. Everybody discounting the Blazers. But those teams are up for it in the Western Conference, man. They at they are at least six, seven teams are vying for a championship this year. So all these matchups circle them. Then you have, of course, the Rockets at the Nuggets on November twentieth at nine p.m. I don't. I'm not sure if I mentioned the Rockets and the Jazz, January twenty seventh at nine p.m. And of course, we're gonna have the Bucks at the Rockets. October 24th at 8 p.m. And uh, that's, that, those are just the games. I just want you to circle on your calendar. You can find all this information online uh, on NBA.com, on ESPN.com. You can go to your favorite team. You can circle those dates that are important to you. I know I already circled January 22nd, 23rd, and 25th because that's when the Los Angeles Lakers are coming to New Jersey. I mean to New York, rather. <laughs> I, I still consider the Nets in New Jersey, but they're not. They're in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets, the Lakers are visiting the Brooklyn Nets on January 22nd. Then they're visiting the New York Knicks on the 23rd. And then the 25th, they'll be in Philadelphia. They all happen to be in my area. So I already circled those for me to be watching those basketball games. I just wanted to go over that with you guys so you know that prepare yourself. Even though we're far away, the NBA season's right around the corner. Ah, we've come to the end of another episode, episode number 44. I want to thank you guys for, if you're still, if you stuck around and you're still here, man, we want to thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to uh, me giving you this information. I hope you are informed up to your liking. But guys, before I let you go, you can go to statmanpodcast.com where we have an archive of all of our episodes. You can have a visual, you can have a transcript. If you're at work and you want to go back and read stuff and view the statistics and, you know, if you're a visual person, if you want to look at the numbers, well, I'll give you all that information in the transcript of the podcast. And also, if you're into merchandise, you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com and you can purchase your store just to show your support for the uh for the podcast and finally guys if you're coming in from our google podcast from spotify from itunes especially you can leave us a review and rate the podcast i I take in all the negative and the positive comments that you leave because that's always good for us to improve the podcast and give you better content and more and better uh uh, information so we can uh so you can have it up to the standard of your liking so 
that's all the information we have for you today and that's all for episode number 44 so for right now Statman signing out baby thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast see you next time